you where you were going 40 miles an hour. This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top 9 miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live Wide Open. Off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Both Team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you. And we have finally had race cars on the racetrack. The Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum took place Sunday in Los Angeles. While at the same time, we're looking forward to going to Daytona next week for Speed Weeks 2023 and the 65th running of the Daytona 500. I don't know if you folks could tell, but this past race that we had, different than year one. Year one, much tamer than what we had, right? Only five caution flags, had 16. And I think that the drivers that were on display there in the Coliseum well, perhaps maybe they had a little comfort. Well, they all were also uptight as well, right? Had some had some contact, had some cars going around, had some guys ticked off with one another, basically picking up where we left off in Phoenix. At night's end, it was Martin Truex Jr. finally going to victory lane. It had been a while 
since he had been there, right? Wins the race, checkered flag, got the medal ceremony in the books, got a gold medal for winning the Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum. And I know that winning a Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum does not a championship season make. It has got to give a lot of optimism to the number 19 team. Martin Truex Jr., James Small, Joe Gibbs Racing, because they had been in that windless Sahara for so long, and they were able to basically feel good after they went to the racetrack. There were so many times last year that Martin was running up front, the car would break. He'd get swept up in an accident, a pit road mistake. He got punted on pit road while leading. If it could go wrong, it did go wrong last year. And at least for Martin and the 19 team at JGR, things got off to a good start. Now, they take that and they roll into Daytona one week from Sunday for the Daytona 500 to where Martin was runner-up one year, but he's found more trouble than he's found happiness at the World Center of Racing. So let's hope for their sake that they're off to a good start. But I thought the clash was a was a great race. It was a fun race. Uh, obviously, the, the entertainment, Cypress Hill, Wiz Khalifa, crowd had a good time. MRN crew had a good time. Everybody had a good time out there. And that's turning into one of those staple races that I hope remains for a long time. It's just a fun night. Had fun doing NASCAR Live race day in two shifts, going into the heats and the last chance qualifiers, and then obviously going into the main event. But uh, we all had a good time, and we hope that continues. Speaking of having a good time, before we get to Daytona and the good times that await us there in Volusia County, Florida, I wanted to take you back, and we had an opportunity recently to visit with a lot of the drivers as they were getting ready to go out to L.A. and getting ready for the start of a new racing season And we had a chance to spend time with Tyler Reddick. If you remember, towards the end of last year, he was in that taffy pull between 2311 and Denny Hamlin and Richard Childress Racing and Richard Childress. Denny scooped him up for 2024, but then through a series of events that ultimately led to Kyle Busch leaving JGR, going to Richard Childress Racing, that freed Tyler up to go to 2311 Racing. It was quite the odyssey at the end of last year for Tyler Reddick while winning races for RCR in 2022. And that's where our conversation with Tyler began. All that uncertainty that seemed to surround him towards the middle to late reaches of the last racing season. When I look at you and last year, there there are so many different facets to your season last year. Number one, you, in my opinion, you helped elevate RCR by what you did with that organization, your wins and, and your tenure there. Denny reaches out to you, eyes you for 24, right? Not even 23, but 24. That whole, is he staying? Is he going? Can they get him? Is RC going to turn him loose? The unfortunate situation with Kurt, the whole Kyle thing. This was the whole, it was like a soap opera and you were right in the middle of it. What was it like being in the middle of almost what was a taffy pull between two race teams that wanted you one for one year short term, but the other a first year for a long term commitment like Denny in 2311. What was that like being in the middle of that? Uh, you know, outside looking in, it looked pretty chaotic for sure. Um, but for me, you know, we had a lot in front of us on our plate that we really focused on. You know, I was thinking about the next week. Um, and then once we got in the playoffs, just trying to execute and make the most out of um, the races and so yeah while there was a lot going on for me you know I had enough going on just in my weekly routine and how we go about preparing uh, our race cars and, and what we were doing throughout the week that thankfully uh, there wasn't a lot of time for me to really sit and stir on it 
what was it like getting a vote of confidence like that, that you got a car owner out there that went your services a year and a half from the time that the conversation started, at least from our perspective? Yeah, you know, 2311's really been going in the right direction since day one. You know, it's really difficult to come to the Cup Series and um, do what they have done. Um, certainly, it, it really helps to have, you know, partners like like Toyota having the resources that, that they have, their, their partnership helping 2311 along the way, and then that as well of Joe Gibbs Racing. Both really, really help. So, um, yeah, you know, Denny and, and the ownership group and those that work at 2311 have a, have a, a really beautiful vision for the future of the company um, and where they want to take it. And, um, yeah, for me, I'm really excited to be a part of it. I'm glad we're going to get started a year earlier. It's just going to help us in the long run as we, we chase after the dreams that we have. What's it like being a part of the Toyota family now? It's really cool. Um, you know, I've heard a lot about it over the years, how, you know, it's it's a Toyota family, right? And um, they, they treat each of their drivers like family. Everyone in part of it, whether it's Toyota Racing or, or Toyota Racing Development, um, everyone's been, been really, really great, really welcoming. And it, it really quickly began to feel like home, felt like the, the right fit. A lot of folks say, well, Tyler won three races last year with RCR. He's going to come into 2311 and do blank. He's going to he's going to do this. He's going to do that. Are those some of the expectations that you set for yourself? I mean, we know they can win. They won with Kurt. They won with Bubba. And now you come into the mix in a newer team that has a proving proven winning ability. Do mm-hmm. you expect to win in 23? I think it just comes down to the same things that that uh, you know. It did last year when I was with RCR. It just, you got to execute throughout the day. And certainly, you know, um, there's there's going to be differences between what I was racing last year and, and being in a Toyota Camry TRD this year. So um, just try and learn as quickly as I can um, going through those new learning experiences. But certainly, I think the team knows that they, they execute throughout a given race, um, you know, with the top five car that they're going to have a chance to win. So... Um, yeah, we'll just we'll just strive towards that, and certainly it seems like you know like we, we went and tested Monday and Tuesday, and we unloaded really really strong with the balance of the race car. It's just it's going to come down to working on some of the details and trying to find some more to, to help get the road course program back where they wanted it to. I think they would all kind of agree last year wasn't really uh, the best for them. Christopher doing what he did at the Roval was was really impressive and it was extremely clutch, but. Uh, Certainly, as a whole, they they do want to improve the road course program, and, and hopefully, we can do that. How was that Coda tire test? It was good. You know, it was it was a big big deal for for me and the whole team organization because you know um, having that opportunity come up and being able to go test before we go race is huge because um, there's just things that you can prepare for in sim and and meetings and, and talking about it and having a plan, but going to a track and doing the thing in real life is, is, is certainly different. You know, there's going to be pressure. There's going to be this, there's going to be that even, excuse me, even at a test, you know, I mean, you're, you're not really racing anybody out there, but you know, you're trying to make the most of your day, um, learn about the car, learn about how you fit in the car, all those things. And, um, we certainly covered a lot of things and got a good idea where we're at and, and what we want to continue to work on. Plus, you and Billy were able to do something that not of a lot of other people were able to do, and that's establish that driver crew chief shorthand in advance before you get to Daytona or before you get to L.A. for the clash. What was it like? You know, Billy's an awesome guy. He's a very knowledgeable crew chief. What's it like finally getting to be able to get 
to the race environment or the racetrack environment and then start developing that chemistry. Yeah, it was really important and it was it was really it was really good. Um, yeah, it was really good. Uh, you know, we had already kind of had a few opportunities in the past uh, with the role that he had at RCR going to the test and kind of running the show, if you will. Um, so we had some of that, but yeah, for sure, you know, going over to 2311, he's crew chief there and, you know, just going through a test plan and how they do it, you know, is certainly different than how other teams approach it and how their manufacturers approach it. So it was a good experience. And yeah, I think our communication is, is in a really good place to start for sure. There's some things that I know I need to keep working on and, uh, you know, in a testing environment, remember just the little things like, okay, you know, save a little bit to analyze the car You know, driving it hard is important because there's a lot of data to be collected, but um, you know, it was good to have that experience to be able to learn from it, take notes. And, you know, that was our, our one shot to, you know, get a feel for it before we get going. And it was very well taken advantage of. You mentioned a few moments ago, your compadre, Kurt, speaking of obviously yeah, yeah. Kurt Bush, you, you're basically in the car that he drove last year through the unique set of circumstances. A lot of folks think that he's gone that, you know, since he's not going to drive full time, that he's just fading away, but his presence is alive and well at 2311. What, what has he brought to you? What does he bring to 2311 as far as feedback, knowledge, experience, things of that nature? Yeah, lots of, you know, a, a perspective from a, a cup champion is, is huge. Um, the wealth of knowledge that he has and experience um, as a driver, the experiences that uh, the experience that he has being a part of that team for um, an extra year that I didn't have uh, with experience with the, the crew that I'm working with. Um, and then, you know, having knowing knowing all the partners knowing all the people and uh just having him there to help me and Bubba both is is already been a huge help for me and yeah I'm really glad he's going to continue to stay involved he's passionate about it um yeah he, I'm, I feel like he would certainly still love to be racing but he's making the most of it and he's really enjoying you know spending time at the track he went with us to the test and you know pretty much every time I come into the garage me and him were talking about what what i did on the racetrack or something else to think about so having having a cup champion in your stable um, is going to be a huge benefit as the year goes on that's tyler reddick now teammates with bubba wallace in that one-two punch at 2311 racing i'll be curious if those winning ways continue for tyler reddick going into 2023 with his new team while at the same time kyle bush goes to richard childress racing and replaces Tyler in that number eight car. Now, we're going to be talking a lot about the Daytona 500 coming up, but we want to jump all the way to the end. You know, this is normally the time of the show where we give you odds and whatnot for the race. We'll do that for the 500 next week, but we want to talk championship, and we want to see what Las Vegas is thinking as far as who had the best odds to become the 2023 NASCAR Cup Series champion. And this is where we bring in producer Trey. I'm sure you've been pouring over the numbers, Trey. What are you finding? And as far as like, what's Las Vegas been checking in with as far as who's the title favorite? It's going to be interesting to watch these as the season rolls along. Last year, when the odds opened, Ross Chastain was a very big long shot. And then as the season went along, his odds greatly improved. So we will look back at these periodically through the season. But today we're going to look at where the odds opened to win the 2023 NASCAR Cup Series Championship. And Vegas has their favorites. As I said going into last week, as I said going into almost every race weekend last year, it was either Chase Elliott or Kyle Larson who was the betting favorite to win the race. And guess what? 
They are the co-favorites to win the 2023 NASCAR Cup Series Championship, both at 7-1. to Elliott was in the championship four last year. Larson out in the round of 12 and one of the biggest shockers last season, but then goes and wins Homestead and was in the owner's championship, uh, championship four. So very interesting to watch to see what that Hendrick Motorsports duo does uh, in 2023. Interesting to me, the defending champion, Joey Logano, sits at 10 to 1. He's tied for the third best odds behind Elliott and Larson, but Vegas thinks that Denny Hamlin, who failed to advance to the championship four last year, he has the same odds at 10 to 1. Christopher Bell, who did advance to the championship four, has the same odds as Logano, but the interesting one that Las Vegas has at 10 to 1 is Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney did not go to victory lane in all of 2022. And he has the same odds to win the championship as his teammate, Joey Logano, who ended up hoisting the Bill France Cup in Phoenix. So that one's very, very interesting to me. And then the last member of the championship four that I didn't mention, this year Ross Chastain opens up at 12-1. to And two very interesting guys that I have my eye on at 12-1 to odds to win the championship that I think might be near the top towards the end of the season. One is the guy that you mentioned at the top of the show, the guy that won the Clash at the Coliseum. Martin Truex Jr. at 12-1. to Had a ton of speed all throughout last year. Was a top-five car pretty much on a weekly basis. Couldn't cash in and get that victory and then fell just short of making the playoffs uh, in that, you know, the fiasco that happened at Daytona and him and Ryan Blaney both trying to race, wrecked race cars to try and earn points. But Truex at 12-1. to Last year, Joey Logano turned winning at the Clash into a championship season. Maybe Truex can do that this year. And another guy who we mentioned on this on this week's show, Tyler Reddick at 12-1. to I think Reddick is poised for a very big year in his first year at 23-11. We saw the strides that Kurt Busch made and then Bubba Wallace in the playoffs last year. Combine that with Reddick getting three wins and probably four or five others that he should have won if something didn't go wrong. Reddick to me is someone to really watch this year at 12 to one. You want some very steep long shots who could be the Ross Chastain of this year. One that I've got circled is chase Briscoe at 28 to one. I think that the way that they went through the playoffs, pretty much going into every single race under the cut line and then advancing as far as they did. I think that that helped that team grow a lot Briscoe won at Phoenix in the spring. The championship will once again be contested at Phoenix. He's going to have to bank more playoff points during the regular season and show more winning speed on a regular basis. But I like Briscoe at 28 to 1 as a long shot. And then at 100 to 1, I don't know if he is going to make the championship four, but I am very confident in saying that I think AJ Allmendinger is going to win a race in his first year back full-time in the Cup Series with Colleg Racing and make the playoffs. And if you make the playoffs, who knows what can happen. In the second round, you've got the Roval, where he's absolutely dominated in the Xfinity Series. And then in the round of eight, you've got Homestead, where he was up there tussling with Kyle Larson and Ross Chastain in the final laps there. So if you win those two races, you get into the championship four. Don't know if he'll do it, but I think at 100-1, to 1, Allmendinger is worth looking at. So a ton of different guys with different odds and different expectations going into the season. It'll be interesting to see once we get a little bit of ways into the season where these odds stand. Wow. Uh, Las Vegas all over the place. I'm scratching my head. Why are you giving 
Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott, the best odds in the defending champion. You're putting third in line in a four-way tie. Interesting. And Ryan Blaney in that four-way tie, not having won a race in quite a while. Um, I'm thinking that Blaney's going to turn things around. Vegas obviously thinking the same. But perhaps maybe if you're brave and you want to you want to venture out there into the into the uh, hinter regions, Briscoe at twenty eight to one, Almondinger hundred to one. Wow, might want to um, slap some units down on the old uh, betting window table right there and keep that ticket in a locked place. You never know what we're going to get. Mister Hendrick has always said, "Yeah, we come to Daytona in February. Everybody starts at zero. Well, we'll see who's going to make the most of their beginning in two thousand twenty three, which will begin." next week and that leads me to this we are going to have every day of the week next week we will be on the air with coverage as we get ready for the 65th running of the daytona 500 don't forget to join us monday night 7 p.m eastern it'll be 75 years at full speed nascar's diamond anniversary we're going to do a dive into the history of this sport as we are celebrating 75 years of nascar racing in 2023 Don't forget, we'll have NASCAR Live Tuesday at 7 Eastern. We'll also have poll qualifying for the Daytona 500. That is Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. And then we'll be back with you next Thursday for another download of NASCAR Live Wide Open. And, of course, the Blue-Green Vacations Duel at Daytona. The qualifying races for the 500. That is coming up one week from today, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Folks, that's all the time we have for you for this week. For producer Trey and the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. We'll talk to you next week from the World Center of Racing, Daytona International Speedway, for another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com. Do you have an unused car, truck, motorcycle, boat, or RV taking up space? Put it to good use by donating it to the NASCAR Foundation. Proceeds help fund medical resources for children in our racing community. Your wheels can heal. Call 844-NASCAR-9 and we'll come tow away your vehicle for free. The process is quick and your gift is tax deductible. Call 844-NASCAR-9 to donate your vehicle to the NASCAR Foundation today. Your donation will help our children survive and thrive. 